0: When you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's ANGI.com. You're listening to Weird Medicine with Dr. Steve on the Riotcast Network. Riotcast.com.
1: I've
2: got diphtheria crushing my esophagus. I've got Ebola virus dripping from my nose. It's, it's Weird Medicine, the first and still only uncensored medical show in the history of broadcast radio and the longest-running show on this channel. I'm Dr. Steve with my little pal Dr. Scott, the traditional Chinese medical doctor gives me street cred with the wacko alternative medicine assholes. Hello, Dr. Scott. Hey, Dr. Steve. I was just going to let you talk on the phone, and yeah, sorry, I'm just going to skip this Started. This is a show for people who'd never listened to a medical show on the radio. If you have a question, you're embarrassed to take to your regular medical provider. If you can't find an answer anywhere else, give us a call at 347 766 4323. That's 347 Thank you. Visit our website at drsteve.com for podcasts, medical news, and stuff you can buy that I can't mention contractually. Most importantly, we are not your medical providers. Take everything you hear with a grain of salt. Don't act on anything you hear on the show without talking it over with your doctor, nurse practitioner, physician assistant, pharmacist, chiropractor, acupuncturist, yoga master, physical therapist or whatever. All right, very good. Well, um how are you? Doing <laughs> doing good.
1: No, I'm sorry I was on the phone. My um my little house. Or my she said my little baby Chewy was sounded like she was choking on her food, so Oh. Yeah, I was kinda Is that normal? No, but she's she her, her little sinuses are as bad as mine. Oh, yeah? You know, she only weighs about eight pounds, and so she snorts and sniffs and carries on some. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was talking and telling her what to do. But it's, it should be all right.
2: So what did you tell her to do? High liquor. What?
1: No, no, I told her just to <laughs> keep an eye on her. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> liquor <Lick her> hiney. <laughs> I got I it. I figured oh. it out. Oh, well, I was no, going to give no, you a no, boo, told, but. Boo. I'll do it myself. You go, no, no. Anyway, now Choo Choo, she she'll be all right. She just my 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 little my sitter is very very overly um, sensitive. Let's just put it like that. Yeah, yeah, and it's okay though. It's okay. Yeah, no, I get it.
2: I'm daddy. I mean, my no. mother in law same way. Yep.
1: Well, stupid. the boys are coughing. Well, or no, no words, so I don't, I don't even it want to talk like about it. it. <laughs> 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 anyway
2: Uh-oh. hey, um, <clears throat> don't forget to check out stuff.drsteve.com for all your Amazon needs stuff.drsteve.com and I may even have some like uh, promo codes and stuff coming up uh, Amazon sent us out a thing that there may be some of those going on so I'll, I'll cool. see uh, don't forget tweakedaudio.com offer code fluid for 33% off the best earbuds for the um price on the market and the best customer service anywhere and if you do buy one just you know even though you're using the offer code fluid tell them old doc steve told you hello um, simply is dr scott's website soon to have some kind of cbd concoction CBD on there, there. Yep, um, formula. noom.drsteve.com that's m.drsteve.com if you want to um, follow along with me and lose some weight and, and change the psychology of your life. That's really what it's about. Mm-hmm. It's a psychology app. And um, I am now at the lowest I've weighed and as long as I can remember,
1: oh yeah, I can't remember you ever been this thin.
2: no no, 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 no i i'm I'm actually no longer overweight, according to the b m i charts, although I don't put a whole lot of truck mm. in that, but Statistical I, I am four pounds away from my ideal body weight, which is where I want to go mm. and uh but i I hit my new low today, I'm finally under one sixty wow, I started at one eighty eight so, wow, yeah. All right. So I'm uh happy with that. So if you go to noom.drsteve.com, you get 2 weeks free, just try it out. Mm-hmm. Uh you get 20% off if you do decide to buy in and it's still even without the 20% discount, it's still 10 bucks a month less than Weight Watchers and I think um it's superior. Mm-hmm. You get a counselor, you get a group um session that you can use or if you're not and a group counselor plus a weight tracking thing and a hot coach yeah they (laughs) seem to really do do that um and if you want to track your weight uh statistically send me an email and i will send you an excel spreadsheet that you can put in and you can get a uh, 20 day uh moving average smooth moving average uh, to see what your weight's actually doing plus I've got these Bollinger bands that we use in technical analysis in stock in the stock market, and I said, you know what, hmm. th- that curve looks like a stock curve. So I put okay. these Bollinger bands on there, and all that is is a uh, uh, two standard deviations uh, from that smoothed uh, uh, moving average, okay. so, or simple moving average, and it makes these little bands above and below the curve, and if. Um, Uh, The actual weight curve will bounce around. Like if it's going down, it'll bounce against the bottom band. And if it's going up, it'll bounce against the top band. So it kind of amplifies what's really going on so you can tell, hey, is my weight really going down even though I just gained five pounds because I ate a bunch of sausages last (laughs) night or whatever. All right. Yes. Now, the other thing, we have done um, um, Blue Apron on the show. Mm Mm-hmm. And I loved Blue Apron because you'd get things and you didn't waste any money uh, or waste any food. Because if you needed two radishes, they would send you two radishes. If you needed an ounce of some weird esoteric vinegar, they sent you one ounce of it. So there was never any waste. I like that. I love that part. It took yeah. about 20, 30 minutes to do. And we still am, are big fans of Blue Apron. Mm-hmm. Then I got lazy and said, well, I don't want to prep any of this stuff anymore. I'm going to get Terra's Kitchen. So Terra's Kitchen, they do all the prep for you. So if you have to chop or slice those radishes, they just send you two sliced radishes. So they've done all the prep. All you got to do is put it together and heat it up. Mm-hmm. And then I got even more lazy and said, well, hell, um, let me just get the food sent to me, <laughs> already made. So freshly, um, has, everything is gluten-free. It's all healthy, but it's delicious. And you can stack it based on how many, uh, you know, which proteins you like, or you can sort it by caloric um, Hmm. uh, value. Nothing's more than like 600 calories. So, and the lowest one, I think, is about 320. So uh, it's a healthy way to eat, and um, it's just good, and the food is excellent. And if you want to try it, you can get $40 off. They deliver fresh prepared meals that make eating right super easy. You can use my link to get six dinners for $39 for two weeks, and that's $20 off each week. Give it a try and let me know what you think. Go to Freshly, F-R-E-S-H-L-Y dot com. And uh, le- if you try it, let me know what you think. They're kind of like lean cuisines, but there's more food and mm-hmm. it's way better. Yeah, I'm looking forward to trying it. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. And then don't forget, if you want archives of the show, go to uh, premium.drsteve.com. Uh, for a buck ninety nine a month, you can get archives of the show. You can get any premium content that we happen to put up there. And uh, it's a great way to support the show for very little money. And if you use offer code FLUID, you get half off for the first three months. All right, cool. You know, do you have the CBD stuff on your on your website?
1: I don't yet, but I'm going to have it on there soon. You're soon going as, to, yeah, as soon as I can get, get my um, my uh, got to fix my, my IT guy to put it on there. Yeah, oh, but yeah? It's, it's a wonderful it's a wonderful concoction. Of CBD oil. And, this is um, not tumer- a commercial, by the no, way. No, no. But this is I, I'm, I bring this I up for it. a reason because yeah. I'm taking it. <laughs> yeah, it's something I use a lot, but it's turmeric and and some some ginger root, and it's a pretty good.
2: So some anti-inflammatory stuff. For all anti-inflammatory. CBD likely has – if people don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about cannabidiol. Mm -hmm. You can buy it over the counter in almost every state in the union, Mm -hmm. maybe every state now, as long as it's derived from hemp. Right. So if it's hemp-derived, hemp has – you know, it's like males and females. Uh, Males have – a lot of testosterone, a little bit of estrogen. Mm-hmm. females have um, a lot of estrogen, a little bit of testosterone. Um, the marijuana plant, cannabis sativa, has a lot of THC and a little bit of CBD right so you can get CBD out of it um, you know if you want to use the whole plant. Mm-hmm. Um, you get the 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 THC oil and then separate it, you know, separate out the CBD, so you get both, which isn't always very easy. No, yeah, and expensive, and it's um that is not legal to sell over the counter right. in uh, at least in states where marijuana is not legal. Mm-hmm. I think in Tennessee it
1: is; they can have up to point zero three percent as
2: long so. as it's hemp derived. Right, cannot so the the sativa derived. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, CBD oil is actually a scheduled drug now. Right. So it's Schedule 5. You can get it. You have to have a prescription for it. But if you want to get it from the hemp derived, you just go. We've got a, you know, a Amish store called Yoder's, and they sell it. <laughs> yes, so you do. know when Yoder's is selling yeah. it, it's gotten it's, p- it's pretty crazy. mainstream. Yeah. But um, it turns out the um, – FDA has looked at some of these, and some of the things that are being sold as CBD oil or CBD gummy or whatever. don't even have any CBD in them, and some of them have more THC than they're supposed to. So if you're going to buy this stuff, you want to go someplace where you can uh, feel comfortable that they've vetted their supply. Mm -hmm. Because the people who are selling it, they may not be ripping you off. They don't know. How do they know? They don't have gc mass spec vision Mm -mm. so they can't tell when they you know somebody sells them this stuff and it's supposedly cbd oil now i'm pretty sure i could tell from the taste of it Mm -hmm. whether it's real or not i would love to do a taste test of different ones because um i got mine from a pharmacy that vetted the supplier very Mm -hmm. thoroughly and they have analysis of what's in there and this has 0.3 percent uh, THC and Mm -hmm. 99.7% CBD oil. Mm -hmm. So why am I taking it? Uh, not for some fad bullshit, but I woke up one day with all, and we talked about this a little bit last week, woke up one day with all of my proximal muscles hurting AF Mm -hmm. and, um, uh, you know, muscle tenderness, pain when I moved my, when I moved my limbs Mm -hmm. And it was was keeping me up at night. I mean, that's how severe it was. And um, so um, I had a bunch of blood work done. All of it was pretty negative. Well, all of it was negative. Good. uh, Stone cold negative. Uh, So the diagnosis of polymyalgia rheumatica was made. Polymyalgia rheumatica is a disease of old ladies. Mm -hmm. Uh, I normally see this in elderly women. And, um, um, but, you know, clinically, that's what I got. Right. Now, it may be related to the uh, amlodipine I was on, which, by the way, um, uh, well, uh, I have another story about that, but uh, it was Norvasc or amlodipine for blood pressure. Right. Because all of a sudden, my now my blood pressure is going up. Mm. So, at 60, I, before 63, I wasn't on any medicine except some lifestyle stuff, like sure. for heartburn and shit like that. And now, hell, I've got I'm on an antihypertensive, and uh, now I got polymalgia rheumatica. For now, we're gonna fix that. Yeah, yeah. So, yep. um, so Dr. Scott gave me this CBD oil or CBD. It's a powder. powder right? It's a powder with turmeric. Yep, and um, some ginger ginger root. I think there's ginger in it. Yep. There's uh, black pepper. Black
1: pepper. You know, they say black pepper increases the bioavailability of turmeric. That's why it's in there. Interesting. It okay. helps. It helps with it. You all know, right. so you can use less of it and it's stronger. Yeah. 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 This it's a great product. You know, Doctor Steve, the the companies we have are absolutely um, what we feel are top notch. It's all pharmaceutical grade stuff. Yeah. So, um, you know, and I think it's important that you go to somewhere where you can trust those people.
2: Yeah. Just one of these yeah. CBD shops that are popping up. Yeah. I'm not a fan.
1: Me either. You know, and they they may have wonderful people, wonderful, wonderful, intents. But the truth oh, yeah. is, but the truth is, they, you know, they're probably. Have a, a a magazine they're looking through and flipping through and picking out yeah. these oils. It looks cool. It looks cool. Or this may be the least expensive, or they can buy in bulk for the best price or whatever. Right. You know, which is, you know, they're just trying to do their best. And so, yeah,
2: making yeah, sure that's that, not regulated. So no, unless not. the FDA pulls some off the shelf, which they will do oh, yeah. from time to time, uh, that's how they caught – that uh, guy that was selling uh herbal cock pills you yep. know for erectile dysfunction okay. and found out he was putting <laughs> I agree. No, no.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. well, <laughs> It's the most bizarre it's like damn, come on people
2: so they 'll pull them they 'll pull these things off the shelves to kind of at random and then test them mm-hmm. and, they, and they
1: should yeah. They really should,
2: yeah, so check out when you're going to buy it, just find out how they vetted mm-hmm. it they you, you need to have an analysis from you know a licensed facility that's qualified to um, uh, analyze these things. And if you don't know yourself. Third party,
1: ideally. A yep. third party oh, yeah, absolutely. Doing, doing the vetting. Yep. If,
2: if you don't know how to judge that, then go to a pharmacy where the pharmacist is uh, relatively academic and is into mm. all this stuff. And then they'll do all the vetting for you. Mm. Um, but yeah, I've been very happy with it. I'll tell you, last week I felt like absolute dog shit. hmm and uh, this week, uh, so far, so good. Okay. I feel pretty good. And I told my doctor, I said, "We got to get this wrapped up. I'm going on vacation next week." Mm-hmm. Hell, there was a time during this I thought I was literally dying. Yeah. I said, "I've got lymphoma, mm-hmm. or I've got ALS, or something." Oh, even th- for well, even time. though I know that ALS oh, no. doesn't present with pain, but it presents with weakness. Still and am. just to make sure I didn't have ALS, mm-hmm. I <clears throat> ran up stairs at work, you know, for the last two weeks mm-hmm. uh, instead of taking the elevator, just to prove to myself. That that I didn't have leg wings. <laughs> hey, one whole flight of stairs. Well, you know. <laughs> but, but you might have well, you better done the second. Well, if you have ALS. Second. No, I, I know. I'm just being serious. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to do that. No, so. I know. I know. But anyway, um, no, I'll go up two and three flights of stairs. We go two up
1: to two to sit, one, one to you and two to me. Yeah, that's right.
2: Oh, in the office. No, I'm talking
1: I'm about in the hospital. Oh, hospital, sure, sure.
2: But anyway, so. Um, <clears throat> Uh, yeah. So that's my CBD talk right mm-hmm. now. I'll let you know. I am also taking other things. We took me off the uh, blood pressure pink. medicine that I read a thing that said rarely it can cause this mm. and uh, put me on a new one and my blood pressure is doing OK. And I'm also on low dose steroids, which is the treatment for this. Now, I'm not on enough steroids to cause my face to puff up. Mm-hmm. But uh, polymyalgia rheumatica really. Um, uh, is treated with just a very low dose supplementation of steroids, mm-hmm. and nobody knows what causes it, what the real pathophysiology is, why low dose steroids work, but they do. So, well, I was looking,
1: of course, you know, and that's why I'm a huge proponent of the of the uh, turmeric. And yep. certainly with the the, the
2: um, CB deals now. Yeah, I, I talk a little two. bit about why turmeric is uh,
1: it, you know, it's a, it, or turmeric as you <laughs> say it. We have yeah, turmeric, turmeric, or was or curcuma, curcumin, yeah. curcuma, curcuma That we can probably yeah, agree on. We the agree curcumin. on the scientific. <laughs> but it's a um, it works very similarly to the um, the Advils and the um, anti inflammatories that you would get either over the counter or prescription medications like a steroid. There's been a number of studies showing that the turmeric has great efficaciousness for inflammation and works as well as steroids efficaciousness you're making up words efficacy efficacy efficaciousness (laughs) that's chinese (laughs) hey but it it, um it works it works as well as steroids in many many instances um you know i think there's a place for all these medications certainly short-term use of steroids good long-term not so good yeah yeah yeah
2: that's the problem i'm gonna i will have to take it for a couple of years if this diagnosis holds but not if we get it under control with right with
1: with my stuff so that's what yeah it's but we'll we'll have it on our website and people will pick it up from us so that'll be a good thing Uh, but you know dr steve i was just looking and thinking about um i I saw this article earlier today it's talking about how ptsd can affect the prevalence of chronic diseases and I thought that was kind of an interesting topic. Hmm. Yeah,
2: I just saw that. Well, um, like
1: what? Well, it's talking about how and, I and, would
2: figure PTSD causes stress, which then causes issues with chronic chronic, chronic, chronic disease. Yeah, they were. Yeah.
1: This one particular study talked about the symptoms of eighty-four people who were diagnosed with PTSD following um, thirty-nine of which were actually involved in a terrorist attack. Yeah, uh, forty-five of which went through another traumatic event um and they found that those patients had much higher prevalence of neoplasms um and the females had um even a higher um rate of the neoplasms than the males wow um uh, which is kind of interesting and and they, and the, but the men had um increases and in changes in circulatory and um
2: metabolic problems did you have uh statistical significance on that
1: didn't no didn't get that far down to the study i bring yet. that up cuz you got another story about statistical significance oh uh, yeah 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 that, that was pretty <laughs> funny we'll get to, we'll get to that for all of okay. our empiricists later yeah <laughs> um
2: i'm just looking up this uh curcumin stuff it says um Okay, so curcumin affects this um, enzyme called uh, cyclooxygenase, but it also affects an enzyme called lipooxygenase. And uh, the, the, there's the role of those two enzymes, um, particularly COX-2 in inflammation, has been well established. That's why mm-hmm. our non anti-inflammatory agents will <clears throat> affect COX-1 and COX-2. Mm-hmm. Um, Let me see. um, uh, It says here, the curcumin selective transcriptional regulatory action of COX-2 and dual COX-slash-Lox inhibitory potential. of This naturally occurring agent provides distinctive advantages over the synthetic COX-Lox inhibitors, such as non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs. So I would be really interested to see, since these work on the same mechanism, of inhibiting, you know, these um, enzymes and affecting prostaglandins, mm-hmm. do they have the same effects on GI bleeding? Mm-hmm. Because if they don't, then I'm really surprised really? that some company hasn't figured out a way to make synthetic turmeric mm-hmm. and sell it I mean, at some exorbitant price for sure right? make
1: a prescription. In, in, and Dr. Steve, I'd, I've never seen anything as far as having it affect the stomach. Now you know in Chinese medicine, that's one of the reasons we, we actually used it initially was for for um, um, gastritis Hm. yep. Yeah. Or, or, as I like to call it, a uh, rebellious stomach chi. <laughs> <laughs> For GERD. <laughs> GERD. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it is. It, it it
2: tends to help suit the stomach, actually. Sure. Well, I. Well. Um, now, that's me saying. It, not, will, not research. It's okay. Yeah. But nonsteroidals will, too. When I had my abdominal pain, mm. I could take a nonsteroidal and it would make my pain better, mm. um, which told me that it probably wasn't acid related, but it did make that, you know, it did improve that. I'm going to find out curcumin and GI bleeding, see if there's anything that's been done on that. I'm looking on pubmed.com.
1: Yeah, you know, and a lot of those those NSAIDs are wonderful medications. You know, it's just like anything else. If you take too many of them, they can possibly have some side wow. effects.
2: Listen to this: yeah. curcumin, a component of turmeric, effectively prevents diclofenac, which is a non a very powerful uh, nonsteroidal mm-hmm. uh, induced gastroenteropathic damage in rats in mm-hmm. rats. Now, that's interesting. So even though it works on the same mechanism, it's, it seems to be protective rather than uh, damaging. Cool. I'm just looking at this current gastroenterology. Uh, God, what is this journal? Um, I, it just says cur gastroenterol rep. So I, I don't know. I, oh, okay, it's current gastroenterology reports. That's what it is. Cannabis, and just to bring it all together, cannabis and turmeric as complementary treatments for inflammatory bowel disease, and other digestive diseases. So it says here cannabinoids are well-established modulators of gut motility. That's good. you, you got to have gut motility. If you don't, uh, food will pool in your stomach like P.A. John, and you get um, uh, you get um, gastroparesis, gastroparesis yep. and you feel sick all the time because food isn't moving through your GI tract. And yeah, it's belching says and, and pain. And, yeah, 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 and visceral pain have demonstrated anti-inflammatory properties. Clinical trials suggest there may be a therapeutic role for cannabinoid therapy in the treatment of inflammatory bowel disease, irritable bowel syndrome, nausea and vomiting, and GI motility disorders. Mm-hmm. Wow. Cool. Um, you know,
1: which, which makes me want to say if... You know, unless if you if you don't have any allergies to to turmeric, maybe taking that in addition to because you know, Doctor Stephen, correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of times if you give someone an NSAID or diclofenac, you know, orally, you might tell them to take it with food so that yep. doesn't upset the right. stomach, That's right? right? Okay, yeah, and and I'm and I'm hoping that um, the um, or the thought would be maybe taking a little bit of this turmeric along with with, yeah. uh, with, with your prescription medicines may, may be a good idea.
2: Evidence know. suggests that the use of cannabis and turmeric is potentially beneficial in inflammatory bowel disease and irritable bowel syndrome. However, neither has been compared to standard therapy in IBD, and thus should not be recommended as alternative treatment yet, is what they're saying. Um, <clears throat> when we do have that, now when was this published? Let me see. This oh, This is this year. So uh, when they do have that data, look, it's insane that this stuff is illegal, mm-hmm. you know, particularly cannabis. Um, yeah, I understand we, we live in a society where we don't want anybody to have fun. Um, but, <laughs> they just
1: work harder and get paid less. Right? But
2: as medication, uh, why would I, for example, why would I withhold um, uh, a drug from a hospice patient that's been proven – to make them feel better, you know? It makes no sense. It makes no sense whatsoever. So um, I'm still all in on legalizing that particularly. Just, you know... Uh, selfishly, just give it to us for hospice patients. We'll start yes, there, and then you yes. can see if it's going to cause, cause it, a problem. Yeah, it, and it's and like it's, we, it
1: won't. Right. And it's like we tell the hospice patients all the time, we will do anything to make you feel better, and don't be concerned about, you know, being addicted to things or side effects. We want people to just feel better.
2: Well, we do want to, them to be concerned about side effects, but I know well, I, I, mean. yeah, I'm sorry. Said, yeah, <laughs> I apologize.
1: Not side effects, but being addicted to something. Yeah, we will, yeah, we yeah, want yeah. them to, to be ha- happy and, and feel good. Yeah, yeah. So,
0: when you Angie that download the free Angie mobile app today or visit angie.com that's a n g i . c o m protect your dream home with american family insurance and you can weather any storm you'll also save up to 25% by bundling home auto and life american family insurance get a quote find an agent at amfam.com
2: Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit mfm.com to learn how discounts
0: may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.
2: Um, here's a good story. Her son died, and then the anti-vaxxers attacked her. So This is not oh, long ago. No. A four-year-old boy died of the flu. His mother, under doctor's orders, watched his two little brothers like a hawk terrified they might get sick and die too grieving and frightened. it's just uh, it's just horrible grieving and frightened just days after her son's death she checked her facebook page hoping to read messages of comfort from family and friends instead she found dozens of hateful comments you're a terrible mother you killed your child you deserved what happened to your son this is all fake your child doesn't exist so she closed her facebook app She received a text message from someone named Ron. Expect more like this, Ron Moore. uh, Expect more. And the attacks were from those who oppose vaccination. This mother who lives in the Midwest doesn't want her name use. Okay. Uh, Interviews with mothers who have lost children with those who spy on anti-vaccination groups reveal a tactic employed by anti-vaxxers. When a child dies, members of the group sometimes encourage each other to go on that parent's Facebook page the anti-vaxxers then post messages telling the parents they're lying and their child never existed or the parent murdered them or vaccines killed the child or some combination of all of those. Um, uh, okay, uh, just day, uh, nothing is considered too cruel just days after their children died. Mothers say anti-vaxxers on social media called them whores, the C word, and baby mm-hmm. killers. Mm. Um, you know, God damn it. Um Cut the shit. You are uh, – I, I know this isn't probably policy for whatever mm-hmm. organized anti-vaccination groups. This is more like that Westboro Baptist, Baptist Church, Church kind show. of stuff. Yeah. But um, you are not helping your side when you pull this shit. Nope. If you got some science on your side, bring it on, and we'll, we'll have look and at it. Listen. If you can show me that one of these vaccines is harmful mm-hmm. or the risks – Outweigh the benefits. I'll be with you a hundred percent. But this kind of shit—it's not acceptable—is um, it, it's n- not even not acceptable. It's immoral, and it's evil. Yeah, evil. You man. know. Yep. So the, her other two kids probably survived because they were vaccinated. Mm. You know, um, the right. v- the influenza vaccine. Let's reiterate this. It's very valuable. It decreases death from influenza. It decreases hospitalization. You may still get it, but you're less likely to die or end up in the hospital. Um, And it will reduce the incidence as well, particularly if that year they picked the right strain to vaccinate you against. But none of these things are perfect. We're just talking about mitigating risk. So um, wearing your seatbelt, does not prevent you from dying in a car wreck. It just decreases the risk of you dying if you 're thrown from the uh, from mm-hmm. being thrown from the car. Yes, it increases your risk of dying in the car if your seatbelt malfunctions and your car catches on fire, mm-hmm. which happens about one time in a million. Mm-hmm. whereas when people are thrown from the car, they die about one time in two. Mm-hmm so uh you know it's we're just mitigating risk. not smoking doesn't prevent heart attacks or lung cancer and, or lung cancer, yep. but it certainly decreases the risk significantly right. so um you know these vaccines decrease the risk, and um you know there are tragic cases where the vaccine fails or causes some if someone was allergic to it, they didn't know that a problem, yeah. And, and, tar- uh, and those are tragic also. They're very tragic. Um, it doesn't mean you throw the baby out with the bathwater. And uh, you're still – those the the risk to the individual is extremely small unless it happens to you and then it's 100%. Mm-hmm. And then it sucks. Yep. But, uh, you know, I kind of gritted my teeth when, when I had my kids vaccinated sure. because I keep – even though – intellectually i know it was exactly the right thing to do i know the numbers everything mm. and i still kind of cringed a little bit back of because well what if yeah, yeah. um but uh the odds or the risk of something bad happening from vaccine, vaccinating my kids is totally dwarfed by the benefit they get from not being susceptible to polio And uh, measles, which uh, my friend in kindergarten died from measles. Mm. Uh, I had a bunch of kids in my school, uh, because I'm old, Mm -hmm. that had polio, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and were in wheelchairs or crutches or, you know, whatever. People don't remember that. No. Now, I'll guarantee you, not a single one of these anti vaxxers has ever seen a case of diphtheria. If they did see it, they would absolutely vaccinate themselves. Mm-hmm. And uh, what, do they do they vaccinate their dogs? Are they against that too? Mm-hmm. Because um, rabies is uh, is fatal. If you get bit sure. by a rabid dog, unless you get vaccinated right then, you will die. So, mm-hmm. are they going to not vaccinate them, themselves? In that situation, Mm. what if their kid gets bit by a rabid bat? Are they not going to vaccinate the kid? They're just going to let it die? Because it will die. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I just – I don't get it. I I understand that humans um, look at the least likely thing, and that's the thing they're afraid of. Mm -hmm. We were bred that way Mm. uh, genetically. And, and here's why. We've talked about it on the show before. If you're a caveman and every time you see the grass in the savanna um, moving, you assume that it's a saber-toothed tiger, even though 99 times out of 100 it's just the wind, mm-hmm. and then you run up a tree, you're going to be less likely to get eaten by a saber-toothed tiger. <laughs> so uh, mm-hmm. back in those days, uh, paying attention to the less likely thing Mm-hmm. was beneficial right now um, uh it's no longer the case because mm-hmm. we live in a different world, and when we stop doing things, <clears throat> now that we know probabilities and those kinds of things, I mean what if uh the odds were that if they ran up the tree the, the branch would fall and they'd fall and break their neck. Mm-hmm. If that even happened, you know, if it's 99 times out of 100, it's not a saber-toothed tiger. If that happens two times out of 100, they've doubled their risk of dying by jumping into the tree. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, likewise with not wearing your seatbelt because you're afraid of getting trapped in the fire. Likewise with not getting vaccinated for uh, diseases that can kill you. Hmm. I am concerned. There's a vaccine I'm not thrilled with, and that's the uh, chickenpox vaccine. Okay. For the most part, chickenpox is uh, a lifestyle-modifying disease for kids. Mm-hmm. They're uncomfortable. They look goofy with all these pock right. marks and stuff all over them. They have to stay home from school for a week. They have to stay <laughs> home from school. Uh, but most of the time, you don't die from it. It can't happen. Right. But my concern is that they're giving them a killed virus mm-hmm. that prevents them from getting chickenpox. But what happens if immunity... Um, fades later in life, and all of a sudden we have these adults mm-hmm. who are now getting chicken pox. Now, if a kid gets chicken pox, it's really no big deal. Mm-hmm. But if an adult gets it, it can it can be really life-altering. Mm-hmm. You know, it can um, be extremely symptomatic. They can get orchitis where they're um, – well, that's more with mumps. But uh, let me look up adult chicken that's pox. Yeah, I've never seen anybody, an adult with it. Have you? No, but uh, we might start seeing that. I agree. Now I that see, this generation yeah. has yeah. Uh, grown up with with not getting chickenpox, but yeah. being <clears throat> all right. Let me see. Oh, now I know. Um, uh, if a woman who's pregnant gets chickenpox, that can be fatal to the fetus. fetus. Sure. It's, yeah. It says um, chickenpox is highly contagious disease caused by the varicella zoster virus. The same varicella virus that causes shingles later in life that's one thing you know if this vaccine works we can eradicate shingles it, which would be one which would be awesome it can cause itching tiredness and a fever but the hallmark of the disease is fluid fluid filled blister like rash rash shows up on your stomach back and face okay so let's talk about adults um it, c- it can cause complications like pneumonia, encephalitis, that's an inflammation of the brain. Uh, even uh, cases without complications are more disruptive for adults versus children since adults typically have more daily obligations and that kind of stuff. Um, so anyway, uh, particularly uh, in pregnant women who aren't already immune to the disease, they can transmit it to the fetus and it results in f- birth defects or fetal death. Mm. So what we need to determine over the next decade is does the immunity from the original vaccine fade and should we uh give these people booster vaccines as adults right so that's the one i'm a little freaked out about i I, I, the benefit and the risk are kind of equal for me on that one um now the um, uh, gardasil or the hpv vaccine awesome it's um it hopefully one of our only um cancer vaccines, because cervical cancer sucks, particularly if it goes undiagnosed, if it goes too, uh, too far and spreads to other parts of the body, mm-hmm. um, it, it can, well, it's basically a terminal illness at right. that point with the technology we have now. Um, uh, when it's caught in the cervix itself, it's totally curable right then and there, so you want to get your pap smears done right. on the schedule that uh, the USPSTF you know, the uh, organization that sets schedules for preventative um, screening mm-hmm. and get it done. If you haven't had one in a couple of years, go do it. Um, assuming that you uh, now the, if you have a bunch of normal ones, you can spread that out some. But your OBGYN or your primary care will talk to you about that. Right. They, know, right. they know your history. But as far as the anti-vaxxers attack, it would just you all just stop it. Yeah. We've been stupid. Yeah. All right. Uh last one, um, and then we'll answer some phone calls. Uh you know, we talked about the Norwegian fish study where people who ate a lot of fish didn't have heart attacks, so the American response to that was we'll put all these fish in a vat (laughs) and render them down Mm -hmm. to the oil, and then we'll take a pill and then decide we can eat whatever the hell we want to eat. And everybody was really high on this until they did some studies that showed that fish oil actually didn't prevent heart disease. Uh, Now, um, uh, as science will do, when I was training in the 80s, Beta blockers were malpractice to give to people with congestive heart failure. Beta blocker is a type of blood pressure medication that uh, decreases the contractile f- uh, strength of the heart. Mm-hmm. And so it was felt like if you have congestive heart failure, which is a pump failure, mm-hmm. that that would be malpractice to give them that. And so if people died with congestive heart failure while on a on a beta blocker, They, you know, you could get sued for it. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, we've learned because science – that it's malpractice not to have them on a beta blocker <laughs> because it actually makes the heart – re, re, it um, makes its job easier. Right, more efficient. And, um yeah, so, you know, things change. Well, now there's a new study that purified fish oil derivative, a prescription drug, of course, called Vascepa, is more effective at preventing cardiovascular events than previously thought. Well, hmm. The drug lowered the rate of these events in high-risk patients, including strokes, heart attacks, and deaths from cardiovascular disease, by 30%. Holy shit. Mm. Okay, that's about the same as a statin. You know, statins will decrease heart attack and stroke about thirty to thirty five percent. Now remember there's number. Mm-hmm. so this is good because we may have an alternative. Mm-hmm. Scott just hears the word statin, he starts mm-hmm. fucking freaking out. <laughs> just you gotta listen to what I'm saying. Am, this I am, I am, is fish oil has the same efficacy as the statins, so we might be able to transition people off the statins and get the same benefit. Because yep. we've talked for years that nothing but statins. It de- re- decreases um, the risk of heart attack and stroke to that level. And mm-hmm. I can't take statins anymore, mm-hmm. and I'm a former smoker, and now I got, freak God, Fakakta hypertension. Mm-hmm. And so now all of a sudden I'm at higher risk for having a heart attack than mm-hmm. I was. And I've been looking for something, and this might be the shit right here. That's cool. That's awesome. Um, let me see uh, – the, this is better than previously thought because the study authors took into account not just first cardiovascular events as before, but also second, third, and fourth events. That is, hell, I might get my doctor to put me on this stuff. What? According to these latest data on cardiovascular episodes, vasepa slashed first events by a quarter, second and third events by more than 30%, and later events almost by half. And they say by treating 1,000 patients for five years, they could prevent 76 coronary revascularizations, 42 heart attacks, 14 strokes, 16 hospitalizations due to unstable angina, and 12 deaths. wow. Jesus. So let's add all those up. Alexa, what's 76 plus 42 plus 14 plus 16 plus 12?
0: The answer to your calculation is 160.
2: So 160. So, uh, Alexa... What is 1,000 divided by 160?
0: 1,000 divided by 160 equals 6.25.
2: So the number needed to treat, Mm -hmm. assuming that these are all different people, that somebody didn't have a heart attack and also died, so I'm assuming they separated these out. I could be wrong. The number needed to treat is about 6. Do you remember what the number needed to treat for a statin is? It was... It's 300. 300. No, that's in our – right. We, we did a, um, a numeric thing that came out to 300 because we made the numbers easy. But okay. the, for statins, it's like 90. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, okay. I'm sending this to my primary care, and I'm going to get on it. Uh, this might be, uh, so this is a prescription drug derived from a single omega-3 fatty acid isolated from fish. And that may be why this is more beneficial than just fish oil because mm-hmm. fish oil might have only had, you know, 1% of this stuff. And, and there's a gazillion different types of fish too, Dr. That's Steve. Right, you that's right, that's right. It may be one specific fish.
1: Like I'm taking the creole, creole yep. oil, Yeah. which I think is, is actually very helpful. Well, what what are you basing that on? Just anecdotally, just how I feel. I'm <laughs> okay. not. I'm not. I'm not saying the, the research is there to support. I'm just saying. Yeah. Just in case. Hey, well, That's listen.
2: what whales eat, and you know they do okay. Yeah, they they <laughs> swim well. <laughs> they have long lives. This is excellent. Yeah. Hell, and you know my wife gave me this, and said, "Well, maybe you could get on that." And I was like, "Oh, fuck, no." That. Um, well, I was more polite to her than that, but in my head. Shit. Um, you know, um, this stuff is just for people with high triglycerides. But I'm going to have to, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to change. I'm, I'm sending well, this to myself. you know. But,
1: but here's the thing with you, Doctor Steve. You, your triglycerides aren't an issue, are they? No, 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 B- no. In, mostly because you have a great diet. You don't yep. eat a lot of things that, you know, a lot of sugars that convert. Yep. to sh- No, I don't do any of that.
2: But yeah. um, normally, the fish oil derivatives have been used to reduce triglycerides, mm-hmm. and there's reasons to do that other than cardiovascular disease you're sure. preventing. Um, uh, pancreatitis and stuff the like liver, that. liver stress. Yep. yep. So, um, uh, but this stuff actually reduces all all cardiovascular mortality. So mm-hmm. I'm in because, you know, my kids are only 13 and I don't want to have a damn heart attack and die if I can avoid it. Yeah. I got to do something. I, I got kind of freaked out when I was uh, taking a cardiac risk test. and I was like, oh, shit. You know, I used to have none of this and now I've got several of these. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Cool. You ready to take some phone we'll calls? We'll do it. We'll do it. All right.
1: Number one thing, don't take advice from some asshole on the radio.
2: All right. Thank you, my friend. Absolutely right. Uh-oh. Well, it would help if I potted up the, uh, the PC. Hang on.
0: Hey, Dr. Steve. It's Brian from New Hampshire. Hey, Brian. I, I heard a commercial where they referred nicotine as a
1: chemical. What's uh difference between a chemical and a
2: drug? Oh, I thought ke- uh, nicotine was a drug. Yep. Thanks. Love the show. No, it's a great question. Um, so, um, a chemical is a defined as a compound or substance that has been purified or prepared, especially artificially, or and or relating to chemistry or the interactions of substances studied in chemistry. So. All So if you have a big Venn diagram, you know, the circular diagram uh, that you remember from school, and let's say it's the uh, set of all flowers, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So the set of all flowers, and if you had the set of all chrysanthemums, Mm -hmm. that would be a circle fully enclosed by the set of all flowers. Mm -hmm. It would be enclosed on all sides. Now, it might – wait a minute. Where is that coming from? Oh, It might – impact or, you know, touch the side tangentially, but it'll be fully enclosed. Mm -hmm. So all chrysanthemums are flowers, Mm -hmm. but not all flowers are chrysanthemums, right? Right. So all drugs are chemicals, Mm -hmm. but not all chemicals are drugs. Mm -hmm. Okay. Sure. So drug, let me see how they define drug, because I'm going to assume that that's going to, it's going to have something to do with a physiologic effect. So a drug, a medicine or substance, which has physio... Oh, there dang. you go. Bingo. Give yourself a bill. Give that to myself. Physiologic <laughs> effect when ingested or otherwise introduced into the body. Okay. So uh, a drug is a special instance of a chemical. Okay. Okay. Yep. So that's your answer. Semantics. Both of those are correct. Right. All, All right.
1: Okay. Good question. Yeah, it's a good one. Uh-oh. Come on. Oh, Volume. Talk a little bit sure. about... Uh,
2: Bluetooth and is it dangerous? Uh, It seems to be that uh, some people are thinking it is out there. So we're all wearing these earbuds in our ears and everything. So uh, thanks a lot. Take care.
1: There have been... Please say no. (laughs) I know. know. Please say no. (laughs) (laughs) Please.
2: Um, Yeah, there's... uh, There has been some... Data that is suggested very peripherally that there may be some danger, and so they recommend that instead of holding the phone up to your ear, you use hands free and use your speakerphone and stuff. But there's nothing really been, um, uh, nothing definitive. Um, uh, let me uh, electro, let me just mm. this is a podcast, not a uh, Sirius XM show, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean yes. Um, hang on, I meant to bring this up earlier, and I <clears throat> so um, Bluetooth. On the other hand, when we have these earbuds sticking in our ear, mm-hmm. that's a little bit more of a concern because that uh, that electromagnetic field is right there on your on your next to your head. Now we know that various bands of electromagnetic radiation caused you know, bad health effects in people. Um, There's ionizing radiation and non-ionizing radiation. And that's based on the capability of a single photon to ionize oxygen or break chemical bonds. So ultraviolet X-rays, gamma rays, those are all ionizing. Mm -hmm. And then radio waves are Mm non-ionizing. And so, um, uh, you know, if you have sufficiently strong electromagnetic radiation, it can cause electric uh, currents, Uh, that can create sparks, and, uh, you know, um, they can, uh, and this is just radio waves, you know, basically electromagnetic um, um, uh, fields, Mm -hmm. and they can ignite flammable materials and gases and stuff like that. Now, low-level exposure, um, the World Health Organization began a research effort to study the effects from the ever-increasing exposure of people to uh, electronic uh, electromagnetic radiation sources and after 30 years of looking into this science has not confirmed a health risk due to low level fields there are gaps in the understanding of the biologic effects um i looked up when i was um um you know researching this Mm -hmm. i couldn't find really anything that was definitive in humans like causing brain tumors and stuff like that that was the question sure was can it cause brain tumors um I'm looking for anything on Bluetooth in here. Um, not really finding anything. So, um, you know, millimeter wave scanners and airpoint and uh, personal area networks. Uh, they were um, <clears throat> radiation levels in the millimeter wavelength res- represent the high microwave bl- band or close to infrared wavelengths. Really nothing there yet. Mm. Uh, radio frequency fields, I know the ham radio people have to um, uh, be um, careful of radio waves in there, and they got to be able to demonstrate to the FCC that they've done something about radio waves. Okay. And there is this thing uh, that may have had something to do with those pe- the people in Cuba. Since 1962, the microwave auditory effect, or tinnitus, you know, causes um, changes in your hearing. Sure. Ringing in the ears, yep. Been shown from radio frequency exposure at levels below significant heating. Uh, Studies during the 1960s in Europe and Russia claim to show these effects on humans, especially the nervous system, Uh, But those studies were disputed at the time. So, okay, here we go. In 2011, International Agency for Research on Cancer classified mobile phone radiation as Group 2B, uh, which they define as possibly carcinogenic, which is different than Group 2A, which is probably carcinogenic, or Group 1, which is carcinogenic. Uh, That meant that there could be some risk of carcinogenicity, so additional research into the long-term heavy use of mobile phones needed to be conducted. Um, Still um, haven't found anything. And it says the WHO concluded in 2014 that no adverse health effects had been established as being caused by mobile phone use. So, there you go. And uh, I I really, I don't know that they've studied Bluetooth significantly, so... Mm -hmm um uh, you know just with anything else just <clears throat> use things wisely and don't yeah. overdo it. Well, I think the risks are outweighed by the benefits of Absolutely. bluetooth. Now, <clears throat> the like the Apple ones where the bluetooth transmitter is in your ear mm-hmm. or just peripheral to your ear, you always wear that thing where the around bluetooth the transmitter is actually around your neck. Right. So that at least keeps it away from your head because mm-hmm. bluetooth is very low level radiation. Mm-hmm.
1: Or when it shoots into my hot tub. Yeah. Second. <laughs> <So I> <laughs> All right. Oh, man. Well. And some newly uncovered fertility issues. Oh, me, Dr. Steve. I'm going through the process of finally addressing my low testosterone and some newly uncovered fertility issues. This is the first time I've really engaged with medical providers outside of routine checkups or minor illnesses.
2: Sorry, dude. The problem I'm running into is <laughs> getting
1: the providers to stay on top of things.
2: Yep. For example,
1: I'll receive a test result notification in their app and then never hear from the doctor's office. Or I'll send a message and never hear back about something that's going on. It just seems like no one is interested in helping. I know they're busy, but this is a major university medical system with a statewide presence. That may it's be the not problem. not some mom and pop clinic
2: you have any tips for making yeah I, I, that may be the problem that you're in a big health system with a lot of moving parts mm-hmm. and sometimes you'll do better with the mom and pops absolutely uh and i'll say that with pharmacies too although i you know i love cvs and walgreens and walmart and stuff but they are corporate and there are times when the mom and pop organizations if you've got something odd <laughs> you'll have continuity if you um <coughs> oh, boo. Here you talk.
1: Well, I was going to say I, I'm a big fan of the uh, the mom and pops in both <laughs> pharmacies and and healthcare because you do typically have better access to the providers if it's your pharmacist or your yep. nurse practitioner or whomever it is. That you're dealing with, you know the big ones. Typically, well, they get to know you. You've got continuity you, you because it's usually the same person. You have a personal um, affiliation, a relationship with these people. You know, when you when you go into some of these really massive places, you're a number. You know, and, and
2: well, and they'll have different people and if different.
1: You have a you have a, a whole room full of people that are looking <clears> at <throat> results and, and emailing these to you or calling you. And you know, a lot of times, Doctor Steve, you mm-hmm. know as well as I do, we don't get the messages from from those people to say, "Hey, look, such and such had this or yeah, that or yeah, you know," and and then. It, so, so we've got 100 people. Let me to tell you how physicians vocals.
2: do this, particularly in the electronic medical record. When they get lab re- reports back, they'll get all these messages <clears throat> to check these um, values. And uh, if they're normal, you'll just skip over. Yep. Now, you're relying on the patient. Looking at it themselves at this point, now, if I've got somebody that's worried about a lab test, we have a thing where we can send a result report to them, and it says this was here's your results, and these were normal. <clears throat> and they at least feel like I communicated with them, you know yep. and particularly if it's abnormal, we'll call them. But uh, if they're relatively normal or they don't remember why they did it because they won't a lot of times because there's no context. You know, in the old days, we would get it with their chart. You could look at the problem list on the chart. Now you're just getting all these blood works and, you know, Mm -hmm. those look okay to me. And you just click on it and move Mm -hmm. on to the next thing. Mm -hmm. So if – the first thing I would do is complain to the office manager mm-hmm. because the office manager is really in charge of corralling the doctors and the nurse practitioners and the nurses, yep, nurses to give you yep. customer service. Yep. And if you don't get satisfaction there, I'd go somewhere else mm-hmm. because that's really what needs to be done in a situation. You can the way you can you can vote with your feet and your pocketbook mm-hmm. in a situation like that. But let them know why. Mm-hmm you don't have to be a turd about it you can just say i'm gonna have to move on because i don't feel that you all are staying on top of my information Mm. and that might help them in the future yes yeah yeah make some changes internally which always pisses me off when i complain about stuff and then i move on somewhere else and then the next thing i hear they're they're (laughs) incorporating all those in my old practice in vermont i um uh we were on call every other night it was my partner and i mm-hmm. when i went there there were supposed to be three of us and so we'd be on every third night and every third weekend but then one of them quit and they didn't replace her mm-hmm. so it was just the two of us so i kind of felt like i bought a pig and a poke because they all <laughs> knew she was going to retire <laughs> so um we were on every and we were 40 minutes from the nearest hospital which we had to go to and if at two o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. somebody called us and they had an emergency i had to go to the office which was in the middle of town, open it up, see them, and then if they needed to be admitted, I needed to go down to the hospital with them. It could be 2 in the morning, but then I had to work the next day. I didn't get the next day off or anything. And so I begged them, can we just get a deal with one of the groups in town and let them admit for us... Mm -hmm. And – or, you know, at least temporarily admit, and then we can come down and see them the next day. But, we, you know, can we have some sort of call arrangement with them? No, no, no. We need to do this because we were getting subsidized partially by the the town hall meeting. You know, it was in Vermont, so they had town hall meetings. Okay. And we would ask them for money every year. Okay. <laughs> and they would give it to us. So, you know, we, we kind of both felt if we're going to take money from the town, we need to give them the service. But really, no one expects – anybody to do we did. House calls we did. Mm. I did all the hospice care because there wasn't even a home health agency there. So Mm. I'd go to people's homes and do, you know, their end of life care. Mm. And, um, uh, you know, this sometimes I'd have to get in the back of an ambulance at one or two in the morning and ride with somebody in the to the bigger town down the road Mm. because they were, um, you know, had respiratory failure or whatever. So no, 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 can't do it. So eventually I took a job down here. In Tennessee, and I said I'm I'm leaving, and uh, you know uh, they hired somebody else. And guess what? <laughs> they as soon as they hired that guy, they got a deal with the oh um, my gosh with the other group. And it's like you assholes, I I would have stayed. Right. Well, you know why do you do it for him? You won't do it for me. Mm. And I've been here three years taking call every other night. (laughs) That's a long damn thing. And then my partner would do two-week vacations. I'd be on call for two weeks straight, and I got called every single night. I know the dispatch people hated me because I was so stressed out. I was not always as nice as I should have been. Right. That's a long, long three years. That's a hell hell of a schedule. It was good training for me, though. I saw every damn thing. (laughs) We were doing codes, you know, code blue out on the – Middle, middle of, of the nowhere. permafrost yep. you know, oh, it's crazy alright well thanks uh, always go to Dr. Scott we can't forget Rob Sprance, Bob Kelly, Greg Hughes Anthony Cumia, Jim Norton, Travis Teft, Lewis Johnson, Paul Opcharsky. Eric Nagel, Roland Campos, Sam Roberts, Pat Duffy, Dennis Falcone, Ron Bennington, and Fizz Watley, whose early support of this show has never gone unappreciated. Listen to our Sirius XM show on the Faction Talk channel, SiriusXM channel 103, Saturdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, Sunday at 5 p.m. Eastern, On Demand, and other times at Jim McClure's Pleasure. Many thanks to our listeners whose voicemail and topic ideas make this job very easy, and go to our website at drsteve.com for schedules and podcasts and other crap. Until next time, check your stupid nuts for lumps, quit smoking, get off your asses and get some exercise. We'll see you in one week for the next edition of Weird Medicine. See you then. See you then.
0: Today's episode is brought to you by Angie.